0: to So What's the Problem, podcast in which we re-watch movies from our youth to determine if they are problematic by today's standards. I'm Jimmy, and I'm
1: Jen, and today we'll be discussing Little Monsters, which was released in the US on August 25th, 1989, and in the UK on October 6th, 1989. It was written by Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott, and directed by Richard Greenberg. It stars Fred Savage, Ben Savage, Daniel Stern, Margaret Whitten and Howie Mandel.
0: It does indeed. Um, so, Jen and I have thought of three problems each that this movie has, and we're going to have a little discussion about them, and also one positive that the movie has. Um, so, Jen, what is your history with Little Monsters?
1: I probably rented it, like, as soon as it came out on VHS. I don't know why I didn't see it in the theatre. Um, I probably wanted to, and my mom loved Fred Savage, so... And the I, before we do anything, I just want to point out that Kevin Arnold pl- plays Kevin Arnold's dad in this movie. Uh, like as soon as I heard Daniel, <laughs> like I knew Daniel Stern was in it, but when I heard his voice, I was like, "Oh crap, that's that's yeah. th- an older Fred Savage in The Wonder Years." Like th- that's crazy to me. But I and I remember kind of liking it, but also being a little disappointed by it, which is weird. Uh, and I probably saw it once or twice when I was a kid, and literally all I remembered from it was. The pea and the apple juice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all anyone remembers. Well, I I saw it when it first came out in VHS, uh, probably, I don't know, early 1990 over here, Mm -hmm. maybe. Um, And I watched it many times. Uh, It was like a childhood favourite of mine, um, even though I was about, what, 13, maybe? (laughs) Um, Yeah, because... uh, Fred Savage, probably. Because I had seen him mm-hmm. in other things, so that's probably why I watched it. But I didn't know who any of the other people were. Because um, I don't think I knew who Daniel Stern, Stern was until I saw Home Alone later mm-hmm. that year. Uh, so, yeah. And I was quite surprised, actually, to discover that the bully in this is actually Buzz from Home Alone. And mm-hmm. that's the first I ever worked that out. I was like, wait a minute, he looks familiar. And I saw the name, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's Buzz!" Yeah, (laughs) I made Xander watch it with me, and
1: I started freaking out when it was Buzz, and he like it—he it didn't even connect for him. Uh, I had to make him really look, and like, like he also didn't recognize uh, Daniel Stern Mm. from Home Alone. Um, Which Xander's review of this movie was—it was okay. Yeah, I'm with Xander. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he also has trouble sitting still. Like we watched this movie in a couple parts
0: right okay Um,
1: and so I think that was a problem for him too he was kind of running around a lot but I was interested to see what sometimes I show him movies from when I was a kid just because I'm just like what's this kid going to think and he he always just thinks
0: they're all too long well see I remember really liking this film when I was an idiot child (laughs) Um, but just re-watching it now it's like I understand why I liked it mm-hmm. and I understand why kids back then would like it but watching it now it's just like it's just so it's so ambitious but it really doesn't have the budget to fill out that ambition Mm-hmm. Um, because the monsters, like, where the monsters live looks atrocious. It's it's not very fantastical and amazing looking, but all the kids go, wow! Like, yeah. It's, you know.
1: I think that was one of my problems with it as a kid. Like, I had problems with things that seemed super messy, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's something about the place that seems super messy and gross to me. And I yeah. don't. And it it, it is specifically, like, sets that seem that way. Because I was fine watching Ren and Stimpy, so it's not like I didn't like Gross. (laughs) Uh, Which, I don't like that anymore. But there was something about that, like, yeah, I wasn't super impressed. Like, this is a movie that, it's an idea that is good, and that I think you could execute in a better way (laughs) than
0: this. Yes. I would like to see what someone could do with the, the original script. Because the original script apparently didn't have a lot of the grossness to it. Mm-hmm. And the original script didn't have, like, um, the masturbation jokes and stuff that's in this, maybe? Uh, those were all just sort of, like, added later. And it's like, you know, I would like to see what someone could do with a, a decent budget today, with better special effects, um, and... Not, I mean, I, I like the, the monster effects and stuff and this. I like the makeup and everything. I think all that stuff's great. It's just, a lot of it is just kids with horns on their heads. Mm-hmm. and um, But I do think that it, it's an ambitious movie and it just does not have the money to make what's on the page, like, sort of, you know, stand out. But I think it has other problems. It's not just that. Um, So, let's just get into the problems then. Uh, And my first problem is Maurice. (laughs) Um, One of the stars of the movie. I hate Maurice. I hate him. Um, I think I probably found him hilariously funny when I was a child. Mm -hmm. But now I understand how uh, character arcs are supposed to work. He doesn't Mm -hmm. really have one. He's not... um, the only thing he really does is um kill Snick, but that's also for his own benefit. It's not really for anybody else. It's um I mean right up until the end, right up when the kids are all trapped and they find him and then Kirsten has the idea to make him shrink and then shove his clothes under the door, he's still been a dick in that scene to the kids and it's like right when's your redemption thing coming when is it happening it doesn't happen you're still just an arsehole and by the end of the film it's like well they're saying a tearful goodbye but they can still see each other anytime they want mm-hmm. like the monsters are still going to do what they're doing there's no inclination that the monsters are going to stop it just because boys dead they're still going to go and have fun and scare kids uh, anyway <laughs> <laughs> <I> digress. <laughs> <laughs> he just annoys me. I used to find him hilarious, but now he's just he's a Beetlejuice ripoff. I prefer uh Drop Dead Fred to uh Maurice. Yeah. Drop Dead Fred was, was more fun, actually. Drop mm-hmm. Dead Fred was more fun than Maurice. Yeah. And also the it's the added sort of um thing of Maurice being real. <gasps> <laughs> um I mean, we know Fred's real, but no one else can see mm. Fred. But, like, everyone can see and be annoyed by Maurice. Um, so what do you think of him, then? I mean, I wasn't a fan. But, I mean, I can <laughs> I can get more into
1: it with one of my problems, but... Right, okay. Right, yeah. so
0: do you want to just go into your first problem, then?
1: Yeah, um, so... Watching this, I'm like, you know, Fred Savage is a little shit in this movie. And um, I started thinking about it. And I was like, you know, when I was a kid, I really liked him. Like, I like Kevin Arnold. I like Brian. I like I can't remember his name in The Wizard. Um, Like, I enjoyed watching Fred Savage. Looking back, Fred Savage usually plays an asshole, a whiny Mm -hmm. asshole. And as an adult, that doesn't play so well for me. Um, and what really got, I mean, I guess my first problem could just be that he's an asshole, but specifically like when he first sees Maurice, like first kind of traps him and he realizes the light makes him disappear. He, I mean, he doesn't know he can come back, right? He just lets Maurice die. Yeah. Like he just, and it's not just that he lets him die. He sits there and watches him die. And I think that's a little messed up.
0: That is, but also as a monster in his room so you know the monster could be dangerous for all he knows
1: I don't know I feel like at that point I felt like maurice was probably okay
0: right like that yeah. he wasn't gonna
1: hurt him and he just let he just let it happen he just watched and there was something about that that like I don't
0: know it gave me chills i felt uncomfortable <laughs> brian is more of a bully in this movie than the actual bully of the movie
1: yeah well and and you know what his little brother is friggin' adorable and he's so mean to
0: <laughs> yeah and,
1: and i love a little ben savage
0: yeah oh he's curly here mm-hmm. see when i can't what's i can't remember the i keep wanting to call him buzz now but when the <laughs> bully goes into the the bus and says who threw this lunch And you're supposed to be like, oh, he's a bully, he's a baddie, but he did get something chucked on him. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it is kind of justified that he'd be angry at that moment in time. uh, And he doesn't really do anything else apart from that Mm -hmm. because Brian pushes him first. And it's like, um, Brian's more of the antagonist than the actual supposed antagonist of the children. yeah, And... Yeah, he's a little he's a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> so I think him and Maurice are actually suited to each other. But then you get the scene where they're scaring the baby and um Brian is like, No, I can't do that which shows that, you know, at least he's you know he has some morals. It's yeah. alright to put kids his own age in trouble and get them like beaten by their parents. Um like in the montage, we see all the kids getting shouted at by their parents. It's like some of those kids are petrified. They look as though they're about to get beat. I'll get into that in a <laughs> minute. Um, so, but all that, kids his own age is fine, but a baby's not fine. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, right, okay, fair enough. He's got a bit of a heart, but he's still a dick to kids his own age. Um, yeah. And that's an also another thing is like Maurice doesn't really learn anything from that either. Cause Maurice is just sort of puzzled that Brian doesn't want to scare a baby. Um, Kayla Savage, she's actually that's the sister of Ben and Fred. She's in that scene with the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, she's one of the kids who just looks like a kid with horns on her head. Um, so she's in that scene. And uh, Ben Savage is actually also a monster in it as well. Really? Yeah, he's in the the breaking glass scene with the song breaking glass. I love the sound of breaking glass. Um, He's one of the monsters hitting balls. You can actually see it's him because he's still got the curly hair and he's got horns. (laughs) He looks like a mini Maurice, but he's in that. Um, So, yeah. Brian, douche. (laughs) (laughs) What's your
1: second problem?
0: My second problem is the tone of the movie. I'm not entirely sure who the movie's aimed at it's it's apparently aimed at kids and it seems as though it seems to be like a good sort of gateway into horror movies for kids because mm. um, you've got the first time we meet Maurice's eyes come out of his head and stuff but then a lot of it is just like because there's horrific stuff but then it's a bit goofy at times and then sometimes it's mean spirited and um, and I just don't get who it's supposed to be aimed at. You know the the target age audience i'm not entirely sure i think part of the problem is
1: it's an 80s movie for kids right Mm -hmm. so it's like it's i mean the thing that i am both weirded out by but also kind of like is the whole thing with the parents like hearing them fighting in the background so much at the beginning and you don't even it's not even like it's like so normal that brian isn't even like Listening at the door or anything, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's not like this is new. St- it's just like his parents hate each other. It's I do have a question about the ending when they call the parents, um, and the mom's like, "Oh, dad's here!" Like the way she says it, am I supposed to think that they got back together?
0: No, I think the dad just turned up because his kids were missing. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think they get back together.
1: I hope they didn't. Yeah, I hope they didn't because
0: they're, <laughs> they're clearly terrible for each other but Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah I do like the whole aspect of I mean we spoke about this in Mrs Doubtfire but I do like the whole aspect of the divorce the way that it goes in that because there is no clear cut ending there Mm -hmm. is no they're definitely back together and I do like that uh, because it's not it's, it's, it's telling kids that you know divorce happens and also, yeah. I do like the fact that its it does tell the children that it's not their fault, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I could quite easily imagine with Daniel Stern's character he'd be blaming the kids. Mm-hmm. Because um, Eric says, uh, I'll be better. I'll do better. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, it's not your fault. Um, but I don't think they get back together. I hope they don't. Okay. I don't think it's that much of a happy ending, really. Because <laughs> um, their, their parents still... I, this just this just say the parents get divorced. So it's not really that much a happy ending.
1: I mean really the happy ending is that like Brian made a friend or two. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> it. It's just this kid found some friends that aren't monsters.
0: Yeah, that's it. And all all I had to do was not be a dick to them. <laughs> because what's well, Ronnie, isn't it? Ronnie, that's the name of the buzz mm-hmm. kid. He um he seems like a nice enough kid, because yeah. when he comes out at the end, when he comes out from, like, when they're in California, and they, the bed that they come out from under is a, a tramp, a hobo's bed, mm-hmm. and they come out, and Ronnie's like, oh, excuse me, sir. And it's like, Well oh, that's nice. You're polite. Uh, well,
1: my, my second problem is what the monsters do. Like, it's not fun. Maybe that's why I didn't like it so much when I was a kid. And it's not like they're playing fun little pranks. Like you said, it looks like a lot of these parents want to beat their kids. Like, Brian's dad is an ass. Uh And it's like, I get so frustrated at him that he won't believe Brian that he didn't do these things. He's getting so angry. But then it's like, well, what is he supposed to think? Uh Right? Like, they go into kids' houses... And get the kids in a lot of trouble. Huh. That's not funny. No, that's not funny at all. No. And then what? What pisses me off is that Brian immediately, like, even though he has just had to deal with all this shit from his dad for doing all these things, um, like, and he knows what it's like to have these pranks pulled and to be in trouble for them. He still does it to other kids, and that is. That's, that's terrible. He, and he does it to kids he knows, and the pee and the apple juice, that's too far. That's disgusting. And I swear to you, as recently as like a week ago, if I drink apple juice, I think about this movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't drink apple juice, so I'm all right, but,
1: um... I don't often, but it was in the house, and I had some, I was very thirsty, and... I don't think about it every time, but I would say a third of the time I have apple juice or see apple juice, Mm -hmm. especially in a glass. I, I, and I don't always, it's, it's like, I don't always connect. I'm thinking about this movie specifically, but I think about that scene.
0: Yeah. A lot of the pranks are just too mean spirited.
1: I mean, now that I think about it, that's horrible. Like, this has been haunting me for 30 years.
0: Yeah. And also, like I said earlier, there is absolutely no indication whatsoever that this isn't going to continue. Yeah. it's. It, I mean, the monsters are still going to do what they can do. It's not as though they're, they're um wherever they live and the human realm has been closed off. <laughs> I mean, as soon mm-hmm. as the sun goes down, they can come back up and do exactly the same thing.
1: At least drop dead Fred. Like, was the girl's name Lizzie? Yeah. Uh, At least with Drop Dead Fred, like, yeah, he did pranks that got Lizzie in trouble, but Lizzie got to participate in them. Mm -hmm. Like, she was fully aware of what was going on, and even if she wasn't always thrilled that uh, she got all the blame for it, like, at least she knew. They're, like, going in, doing this stuff, and the kids have no idea, Mm -hmm. which seems even more unfair, like... It'd be nice to at least know why you're being blamed for something, but it's just like these things are mysteriously happening. And for all they know, the parents are lying about what, you know what I mean? Mm. Like it, it's not funny. (laughs) I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cute. It was really, really upsetting me, especially since you think about the fact that like, some kids are going to get their asses beat for it by their parents.
0: Yeah. Especially the ones who um, apparently shaved a cat. (laughs) They shaved a cat. Yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I mean, we don't see it. That's fine. But come on now.
1: Well, and think think about this. And this is this just shows that I'm an adult who shouldn't be watching movies like this because you don't have these thoughts when you're a kid, when you're a kid. Right. Right. But I keep thinking about the fact that, like, 30 years down the line, these kids are in their 40s and they're at home for Christmas and somehow still get in a fight with their parents. Mm hmm. About this thing they supposedly did when they were a kid, like that. It's not like your parents get mad and then it's done. That's the sort of stuff that parents love to bring up over yeah. and
0: over and over again. Remember that time when you were ten when you shaved the cat?
1: Yeah, that my mom would have like t- today. I I celebrated my birthday with my parents. Mm-hmm. If anything like this had happened, my mom probably would have brought it up today.
0: Yeah. So exactly, they would. Parents would do that. Yeah, I mean, some might use it as a like, "quote unquote" cute anecdote, mm-hmm. but then others would absolutely just want to rub your face in it. But mm-hmm. when I was rewatching it, I was reminded of that scene, and I remember at the time thinking, "All those kids look fucking terrified." Mm-hmm. Um, there's like one who looks like they're about to burst out laughing, which is fair enough, but there's uh, but all the kids that are getting yelled at just look like they they know that they're in trouble. And it's like that's not funny. What about the the baby? See, the baby shows um shows you that these fucking bastard monsters do this from a very early age, mm-hmm. and they will probably torment that child grown up. It's really upsetting. It is, and we're supposed to think this is funny or cute. We're supposed to be happy when boy dies at the end. But there's no implication that they're not going to do just keep on doing what they're doing. There's none. Mm -hmm. Because they're not doing it for any reason other than they think it's fun. They enjoy doing it. I'm really depressed now, man. It's a really fucked up film. It really is. And I remember really liking it when I was a kid. And I didn't think I was going to get this annoyed talking about it. But thinking about it now, it is really pissing me off.
1: Well, because, I mean, you think about it like... (laughs) Brian isn't a super likable character. No. Maurice isn't likable. No. Everything the monsters do is not likable. Mm-hmm. The bully is like probably one of the nicer guys.
0: Yeah. The the, the bully <laughs> the bully and um Eric.
1: Yeah. Well, Eric's a saint. Yeah. And I'm I'm actually really annoyed because yesterday I was talking to somebody about this and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to watch Little Monsters. I was, and he was like, have you seen it recently? And I was like, no, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. And I didn't think to ask why, but he was like, I actually watched it a few weeks ago <laughs> and he was talking about how annoyed he was with Eric, like how annoying he found Eric. And I'm now I'm really like questioning whether or not I should spend time with someone who's going to be so annoyed with Eric why because eric? I thought he was adorable
0: i mean the the thing that i, I found about eric um and ben savage this time round is he hadn't quite honed his acting skills yet mm-hmm. there's a lot of scenes where he's looking at the camera yeah but you know he was just he was just a child he was just learning mm. but yeah i don't think there's nothing wrong with eric come on now eric's going to grow up to be the better of the two brothers when he's older you need to do your third problem, yes. And my third problem is, um, the bad guy boy because boy is creepy, and <laughs> there's like lot of potential for him to be a good villain, but he's in like one scene. At the end, he turns yeah. up very, very late. And even Snick, who is a secondary villain, but mm-hmm. is the one we see the most, he only really turns up in the, like the fifty-minute mark.
1: When I was watching the last 30 minutes, because that was, you know, I said we had to, like, Xander and I had to watch it in parts. Um, I kept, like, Xander was running around. He wasn't into the movie, and he's got way too much energy today. (laughs) So he was running around and kept distracting me. And when uh, the main bad guy showed up, I was just like, who's that? Did I miss him Mm. before? Like, it was really weird that he just showed up at the very end. He was
0: mentioned. He's been mentioned. uh, Snack mentions him a few times. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's it and then he just turns up and then is dispatched quite easily and there's no real I mean he looks creepy it's Mm -hmm. um, Frank Whaley who plays him and he looks really creepy just like a schoolboy and um, his face is all sort of tightened up because it looks like it's been falling off and then you can see his brains hanging out the back of his head and it's really good Um, but to have that as your main villain and to have him just throw darts at Ben Savage, it's not really that sort of... You know, it's not that intimidating when mm-hmm. he really should be more terrifying than that. Yeah. And then he's dispatched very quickly and easily. And it's like, yeah, what was the point in that? The, the I think the movie just thought, wait a minute, we kind of need a villain. Um, we we <laughs> need someone to actually, you know, be the to be the antagonist because we can't keep it Brian and Maurice. They have to learn their lesson by the end, even though they don't really. Um, but it's just, uh, the problem I have with it is because of the potential, I think, because I really mm. do like his look and I think he's really creepy. And I think the way he's played as well, the way he talks um, is really creepy, but then there's, there's nothing. He doesn't do anything. <laughs> he just stands there and then gets blown up. I wasn't scared of him, ever. No, but you're right, he's not scary. I just like the way, I just like his look. I think a lot of work went into that look, and then nothing happens. Then he looks like a a stupid puppet when his face comes off, and it's just like a green puppet thing. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. The whole third act is really weak. It is, isn't it?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh, and another thing. The the movie doesn't seem to know its own rules. You can go under a bed, and it seems to be any bed that you want, because even like a hobo sleeping outside that counts as a bed, right? Right. But Brian cuts down the um, cuts the legs off the the, the beds in the house so no one can come up through there. But Snick uses magic to open up a sofa bed. What, how can he do that? Why can't he just lift a bed up that's got the legs cut off and then come out? Yeah. Why, how, why is there now that sort of magic involved where he can do things from outside of the house? <laughs> outside of the human realm and make it happen? Inside the human realm, it doesn't make sense. There's no logic to that at
1: all. Okay.
0: This movie... I still have a soft spot for it, kind of. A little bit. But that's nostalgia. Yeah, that definitely is. I mean, you don't have that because you didn't like it when you were a kid. So that's Well, nice. and the
1: it doesn't help that the Fred Savage bar is high because the Wizard is amazing, <laughs> and this is never gonna get
0: anywhere near the Wizard, which holds up. You mean the the one hundred minute long advert for Nintendo? I mean the spectacular movie <laughs> about Nintendo. Yes. Yeah, it's an ad. It's an ad. Shh. It's a, everyone, Shh. everyone has a Nintendo and plays it in that movie. Everyone.
1: We uh, even so, Bob Bridges
0: <laughs> plays Nintendo in that movie.
1: My my cousin, who's a few years older than me, uh, we used to have sleepovers sometimes, and you know we'd sleep in my living room. And one night we rented The Wizard uh-huh. again. We rented it a lot, <laughs> and um. I woke up in the middle of the night and he was like he kept rewinding it and rewinding it and i was like what what are you doing and he's like i'm looking for the you know i'm 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 looking at this cheat Mm -hmm. and i was like i have no idea you're talking about like i was a kid i didn't know anything about cheats or anything i just Mm kind of play my games right Mm -hmm. and like he stayed up really late like studying the wizard and then playing my (laughs) super mario brothers three um God, I just, I just, I loved that movie and I own it on DVD and I still love it. In fact, earlier today I was looking at the Shout Factory Blu-ray. All right. And because I got some birthday money and I was like, maybe I'll order this. Yeah. Like, this is I just would. a couple hours ago. It's and the cover. The cover for the Blu-ray is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, I love me some wizards. So this like looks even worse in comparison to that.
0: <laughs> yeah. The wizard actually looks like a movie. Mm hmm. This looks like a TV movie <laughs> from the late eighties, um, Now, that's not to say TV movies from then couldn't look good, but it just looks so low, like production value. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the Wizard is actually like filmed outside as well, so you know, mm-hmm. there's that. It makes it look actual cinematic.
1: Well, and looking back, it's like it's about an autistic kid, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like that's advanced for like I sometimes I think about the the movies and, and stuff from when from like the 80s and maybe early 90s and it's like I think there was a brief moment where my generation was like introduced to all these concepts that like I think sometimes even the writers didn't have words for them uh-huh. they just knew they existed it's like if you watch parenthood the movie um his son is like clearly autistic or something But they didn't call it that. And then when they did the show, like they did, that's what they called it. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of that was just because the creator of the show, his son was autistic. But um, I watched the movie now and I'm like, oh, I get this in a way that I didn't when I was a kid. But in watching it as a kid, it better prepared me for these ideas later, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and now the kid stuff I watched today, it's not, (laughs) it's not as advanced. Right. Yeah. Um,
0: well, sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say my third problem.
0: I was just going to ask you, ACA for a problem. So
1: the dad, yeah, (laughs) there's a, there's a scene where his wife is painting the house and he's sitting there watching TV and he's like bitching about not having the remote, and she's like, hey, have you seen a br- a paintbrush around here anywhere? Like, she's barely hinting. Like, she's basically, uh-huh. she's practically telling him, like, you need to come help. And he's just so unaware. He, I see why she would want to divorce him. His yelling at Brian, there's a point where I'm just like, can't you try talking to the kids instead uh-huh. of just yelling? I'm not a fan of, of, of that.
0: But that's like every other parent in this movie.
1: Yeah, like I I hate I hate when in kids movies like so often the parents are it's like they're terrible. <laughs> um like parents are always like villains and or very very uh stupid. <laughs> I don't like that. No. I don't like it. And not just because I'm a parent. Um yeah. <laughs> it's it's the things are more complex than that and it like and I also think it doesn't give kids enough credit. For like understanding, there's more going on there sometimes. Yeah, right. But like his dad is just so awful that like you know, as much as I want to complain about how Brian is in the movie, like
0: wouldn't you be kind of an ass if your dad yeah. treated you like that? You you get it. You definitely get it. Um, looking at his dad. Um, and I hope that the dad and the mum do divorce so Eric mm-hmm. doesn't have to grow up with him um living in the same house. Yeah. Um, but also, like, he just blames Brian for everything. Everything that goes wrong, he blames Brian. hmm Um and it's actually quite telling that later on where when the the, the family are saying to the kids that they're gonna have a trial separation that it's actually Eric who says he'll do better Yeah, But he hasn't been blamed for anything. But it goes to show that he's thinking about it. That he's (laughs) thinking that, you know, my dad's probably going to end up blaming me for things too. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Which is really sad. It's really sad. Yeah, it's just... uh, He's just a horrible person. And um, there's a couple of moments with the chat that make him seem more human and more like a dad. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I mean, he, said, he goes and he talks to Brian at one point and he starts to, like, tickle him and stuff. But that in itself is just a way for him not to really talk about it. It's like, hey, aren't I the fun dad? Tickle, tickle, tickle. Rather than actually have a discussion with his son about the problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on, he does the same thing where he's he gets Brian to go downstairs to, to say about the trial separation but he says Do you want a piggyback and it's him trying to soften the kid up before mm-hmm. he gives him this bad news that they're gonna separate and it's like just just talk to him, just be like an adult and talk to your son like a human being and stop trying to cheat him like a kid and amongst all the yelling at him. <laughs> you know, just be a better parent. Yeah. Yeah, he's terrible.
1: One thing I do want to mention before I forget, because I did forget. Luckily, I wrote it down. Right. Um, by the way, watching this movie with Xander, he was watching me take notes and he thought it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> like he kept looking to see what I was writing. But uh, peanut butter and onion sandwiches. That is the grossest thing ever. I was like, "That's disgusting," and Xander was like, "That's not disgusting because you know how kids just want to argue." Yeah, argue. They think that. And I was like, "Hey, Xander, do you want a peanut butter and onion sandwich?" And then all of a sudden, he found it disgusting. So, yeah, yeah. but then part of me was like, "I kind of want to try it because I'm real curious." No, <laughs> it, I like you know... peanut
0: butter. I like onion. Together, they're not going to be good, Jen. Uh that just
1: the fact that you're trying to talk me out of this makes me want to do it even right. more.
0: Well you do it and then you could you get back to me and tell me how it I tastes. I will.
1: So. I will. I'll okay. have a peanut butter and onion sandwich.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> Next time we have onions in the house. Right. Uh so that's, it's like, that's like an actual
0: onion and he's cut the onion and it's like a round bit. So it's just a like a raw onion, that's all it is. So you do that <laughs> then, Jen, and you tell me how that what, tastes.
1: What if I tried it and it was like delicious
0: <laughs> then I'd probably want to try it <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, in the original script uh, it wasn't that that was added I can't remember what it was it was just like a normal sandwich or something okay so positives and I actually do have a positive okay I've got two but one is they don't really they don't force a romance between Brian and Kirsten mm-hmm and it was very it's very easy for him to do that because it's a late eighties kids movie, and it's very easy for those two to at least hold hands at the end or something, mm-hmm. and they don't do it. Brian just says no, we're just friends. Um, and I like that because he accepts that that they're just going to be friends, although well, they clearly do still you know like each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but I like that, and um, I also like the fact that they use "Road to Nowhere" by Talking Heads. And then yes. credits because that's one of my favourite songs. So there you go. <laughs> that's my positives. Um, Amber uh, Barretto, I think her name is, uh, who plays Kirsten. Uh, I remember her from this, but also she was in Hang Time, um, which is a show I've mentioned before, um, but it was like sort of like a Save by the Bell sort of. Uh, from the same people who created Save by the Bell, and it's about a, a basketball team. She was in that. As a teenager. So I
1: remember, I remember that. that. I never watched the show, but I remember like commercials and stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess my positive is just it's 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 an interesting story. <laughs> <laughs> I may not like the the end product that much, but especially um I like the idea of that he's like been spending so much time there, he's starting to turn into a monster. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe like it the 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 introduction of the big bad and everything feels so sloppy that I just feel like they could have done more like focused more on him turning into a monster and like added some sort of better conflict there yeah like I don't think you needed to have
0: that could have been a
1: big bad yeah um like him having to choose between you know his one friend and Mm -hmm. and honestly the lesson I wish he'd learned at the end was like if you have a better personality you can get friends
0: yeah (laughs) yeah that would make sense um even if they didn't introduce Boy, but even if they introduced Snick earlier mm-hmm. on, and then it was Snick who took Eric, which it was. But, you know, if there was no Boy and it was just Snick that was the bad guy, then that probably mm. would have been, you know, a bit better.
1: One thing that really bothered me about this movie was just that, like, I was watching it and wasn't enjoying it. And I was just like, I wish I was watching the other little monsters. Because there was a a, a zombie movie with Lupita oh. Nyong'o. That,
0: yeah, that's a that's a good movie. I and like that I, movie.
1: I haven't seen it. I want. I I don't know why I haven't seen it, but I haven't seen it. And this movie just reminded me that like I really want to see that movie.
0: Mm-hmm. I have one fact to leave us on, and that is, you know, the monster who, when Maurice pulls down Brian's trousers, which mm-hmm. on its own, holy shit, don't do that. Um, the monster who says "nice ass." Um, that is Rachel Ann Weiss, and she is Kathleen Turner's daughter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And she's now a singer. She's not an actress. She's a singer. But that was Kathleen Turner's daughter, who says, nice ass. So. I am, you know, the the people making these movies are part of the
1: problem with the whole, like, bullying will make you tougher, or, like, mm-hmm. there's always bullies. It builds character. The, those people suck. Like, mm-hmm. I, because Home Alone was made, or, like, like it came out the year after, and mm-hmm. I mean, it was deleted, but there's a scene where his uncle pantses him. Like, why is this yeah. a thing? Why is this, why is this hilarious to have adults pull down kids' pants? That's messed up. <laughs>
0: that is messed up, but, yeah, anyway, so, uh... Jen hated this movie so let's see if the next movie that Jen has picked I'm going to hate because I've never seen it you've never seen it I've never seen it Oh, that's exciting (laughs) so what is the next movie we're covering Jen uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead that's next don't tell mom the babysitter's dead from what 1991 or something I think so yeah
1: that is a that is an all-time favorite for me
0: all right okay that's all we have time for. If you want to follow the podcast, it's the same. Um, it's the same handle for all my podcasts at Drop the Pilot Pod uh, on Twitter and Shiftybench.co.uk is the website. Contact at Shiftybench.co.uk. Send us an email. Let us know why Little Monsters 1989 is the best kids' <laughs> movie ever made. Uh, I'm sure there's someone who thinks it. Uh I would actually genuinely like to hear your opinions on it. Mm-hmm. Um where can people follow you on the internet, Jim? Uh
1: if I'm tweeting, it's at pilot inspectors. Um, I also have uh my active podcast is Closer to Free, which is a Party Five Rewatch podcast. Right. Um and uh yeah that's about it.
0: That's all we have time for. Thank you all for listening. We'll speak till next time. Goodbye. Bye.